Walter Life with Brent and Jeff. I was made to understand there were grilled cheese sandwiches here. Good evening, this is Brent, and Jeff is across the table, and you are listening to The Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. Hey guys, ladies, moms, dads, everyone, Paco, (laughs) over there in the corner. I see you in the back there. (laughs) What's up? Thanks for being with us this evening. We've got another, another episode, Jeff, another installment in our Servanthood Part 2 series. You just got served. Yeah, this is part two of our part two series. <laughs> it's interesting. No, it's part three, actually. Part three, yeah. <laughs> I can't even count. There's uh, been so many Servanthood episodes. It's like we just run the gamut of, of, of topic, I guess, among Servanthood. So you would think that we would be perfect servants. Unfortunately, we are not. Yeah. And um, that's why I think that it's great that we get to kind of flesh out our own thoughts and stuff on this show. And you guys get to hear a little bit, you know, not often do you hear the person bringing the message confessing so openly that they failed. You're listening to their Afterlife with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was Extreme Days by Toby Mack, and these are extreme days that we are living in, isn't it? But it's exciting to have Jesus Christ in our hearts. It's exciting to have the Holy Spirit guiding us through it, and uh, it's exciting to have the Holy Spirit guiding us through another altar life show jeff and um we're going to be in second timothy chapter two you know we've been talking about servanthood and um some of the characteristics and really tonight talking about you know the training of a servant the discipline that a servant goes through in his life to you know be able to qualify (laughs) um you know obviously it's not something that you know jeff and i we haven't attained to this level at all um, so we're talking about things we wish we could do and be, um, which is why I think it's great that he that Paul starts off chapter two by saying, "You therefore, my son, be strong in grace that is in Christ Jesus," because it's the grace of God that we can even be talking about this tonight, Jeff. Um, you know, we we haven't arrived as servants, and you know that shouldn't that doesn't lessen the the call we have on our life. Um, and it, and it should encourage us as we look at our failure to realize that Christ is strong in that and can be strong in that and can kind of start working that kind of fruit in our hearts. And um, so as we go tonight, you know, look at yourself. It's a good time to check yourself again, you know, as we say on the altar life, check yourself before you wreck yourself. You know, take a look at your life and, you know, ask yourself some questions tonight. That'd be, that'd be a great thing. And, um, you know, moving on, you know, just about his grace, you know, it's through Jesus Christ that we have that, you know. And so right off the bat, you know, I don't know. It's been a while since we threw out a, a gospel tonight. But just feeling like, you know, you, you can't even be a servant of Christ unless you've first decided to follow him with your whole heart, you know. And um, it starts with Christ, and then it moves out from there. You know, you can't even enter the war unless you have him as your captain, as Jesus as your captain. You can't be a good soldier in the armies we're going to talk about unless you're a soldier of his army you know and um it starts with him the grace comes from jesus christ and um that's why that's the first verse of the chapter (laughs) is that it's about grace yeah it it blows my mind even now we're just beginning the episode but uh, you know we kind of we came up with the idea to do this series a few weeks ago maybe a few probably at this point a month two months ago you know while we were on the break and uh I didn't know where, when we would actually 
sit down and do the episode. You know, sometimes we come up with episodes and it's a couple weeks before we get to it. But uh, it's just funny because as I sit here now and we're doing this episode, this is what I need to hear. You know, it's just, it never fails that God has that for us. You're listening to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. We're going to go with a lot of the war imagery tonight, being a soldier. That's what we're talking about here. Soldiers for Christ. I was actually thinking a long time ago we had a special request for a striper song. And the song that we played was Soldiers Under Command. And I was trying to find that song and I don't think I kept it. Like I specifically downloaded it for that one show. And I must have lost it in the shovel. I'm talking this was probably like 150 episodes ago or, or more. Um, but I was like, oh, it would be great to have a guilty pleasure and to play Striper. <laughs> Soldiers Under Command. So, uh, well, for one, sorry. I'm glad you didn't find it. <laughs> I know. You probably deleted Everyone's it. Everyone's like, my, I'm so glad. You like went on my computer at night and like found the file and just like <laughs> de- shift delete. Not even to the recycle bin. Like straight deleted. <laughs> And I'm like, oh man, nice. I really, I could really go for some wailing guitars and, and shrieking vocals. And long Where's hair. my striper? <laughs> go for a band with really long hair. Yeah. And, so and, we played December radio instead. <laughs> <laughs> and pants that should not be worn by a Christian male. <laughs> no offense, striper. <laughs> well, maybe a little. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. That was Game On by Disciple. Before that, you had Regime Change by Disciple. And appropriately enough, we're talking about discipline tonight. Disciple. It all comes from the same root word in Latin. Disciple. No, I don't know. (laughs) Something good. Yeah. (laughs) That's the only Latin I know. I know uh, Ixnay. Oh, wait, no, that's Pig Latin. (laughs) Eh, it's all the same. <laughs> it's not English, so it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't apply to me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Typical American. Uh, <laughs> just, a little, just a little wound up tonight. Sorry, I, had a, I haven't been sleeping well, so I'm drinking caffeine by the, the gallon to stay Jeff's awake. Jeff's currently so. sitting across from me shaking his legs, <laughs> going back and forth. I have restless leg syndrome. <laughs> I'm diagnosed. I think we just... Jeff, we just pray for you right now. Jeff, <laughs> Lord, please just help Jeff. Um, so, anyway, we're talking about servanthood <laughs> tonight, and um, you know, we started with the grace of the Lord, and you know, the and Paul goes on and says, and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others. So he's encouraging Timothy to teach these things that Paul was teaching him to other people, and he says, you therefore must endure hardship. As a good soldier of Jesus Christ, you know, and oh wow, I don't want that. I don't want to. I don't want to have hardship. But you know what? It's important to have those men, those faithful men around you when you're going through hard times, and um, you know, and that that's one thing. You can't fight a war all by yourself. You know, um, you can't be a soldier in an army of one. I guess you could, but um, it doesn't really happen. You like- only in video games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier, Jesus Christ. He's going to start talking about the soldier and how a soldier prepares for battle um, and what that looks like. And, um, you know, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. And, um, you know, a soldier isn't necessarily uh, stuck at home, you know, trying to go fight the war. They're out on the battle. Like, they're out in the battle. They're away from their family. They're away from the, the normal humdrum of their normal lives, out fighting the battle, not mixing up and being entangled with the affairs of what's back home. 
um, focused, completely focused on the task at hand. That was Anthem by Everstays Red, a great anthem. <laughs> Take that to the bank. The time has come for me to stop living for the world. Boom. Bomb just got dropped. Talking about war. <laughs> um, you know, this is not one of those promises in the Bible that people love to cling to. You therefore must endure hardship. You must. You're like, what? No. That's not mirror material in the bathroom. That's not refrigerator material. The hardship no, is not, not like, oh, where's the mayonnaise? <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, this is hard. You know, when you think about these soldiers. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have guys over there fighting for us right now. And they're not worried about what's going on in their Facebook status. They're not engaged in those things. That was PFR fight. Another battle word tonight. <laughs> you, therefore, must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. I mean, you could be a not-so-good soldier and skimp by. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this isn't a downer uh, passage, though. I mean, this is a challenge that Paul is giving to Timothy. One, surround yourself with faithful men and teach the, the truth to them so that they can no doubt be an encouragement to you as you're going through this hardship, as you all go through this hardship. Or don't forget about God's grace. And you're going to go through hardship as a good soldier, and no one engaged in the warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier and like I said you can't start in this warfare unless you've been enlisted by the one who already died and rose again for you you know and um, you know that's what we want if you say hey you want to be a good soldier for Christ we'd be like yeah absolutely I mean I want to be in the I want to be in the battle like I want to be a hero like a war hero for Christ wouldn't that be awesome if you got to heaven and God was like you know what you were like a war hero for me <laughs> like well done my good and faithful soldier <laughs> like I would be like full of pride you know in the sense that wow that's amazing that you thought that God um, and we've you know fallen on our knees because it's all about him anyway but what an awesome what an awesome thing and we all want that but you know it comes with you know, it, it comes with a challenge here to not be in, in you know, in, entangled in the affairs of this world. Yeah, and it's so easy to get caught up. You're not even aware of it. You're just like waking up and you go do the next thing that's on your to-do list. And then all of a sudden, three, four months go by and you're like, wow, I haven't really been effective for the kingdom of God recently. I've been effective for the kingdom of Jeff. You know, I've furthered that kingdom and I've set up, you know, little monopoly houses and railroads for myself. <laughs> you know, I just picture like when you get on like uh, like Pennsylvania Boulevard or whatever it's called, a monopoly, and then you like buy the, the apartment or the, whatever it is, the house or the hotel. <laughs> you know, we're really good at building for ourselves, but we don't realize that we were called to something. We were called up. You know, God didn't believe in removing the draft system like <laughs> in America where there is no draft. When, with God, there is a draft, and you've been called up. So uh, it's important for us to please him who has called us into his war. And it's a righteous war. It's not just like, hey, I want you to go out and like beat people to, to know me. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a purpose behind it, and it takes a discipline. Thanks for listening to our friends Brent and Jeff on the Ultralight. They rock! All right, that was a Jeremy Camp double play. Last song you heard was Take Me, Take My Life, before that you heard tonight. And Jeff, I wonder what it would mean, what it really looks like 
Because I don't know if I've ever met someone who completely has this down perfect. I don't, you know, I don't think we can as humans, but what would it really look like modeled to see someone who is in the world but not mixed up in the affairs of this world? You know, what is that? what does that look like, you know, at its perfection? You know, because I'm not sure we've ever seen that modeled except for Jesus. Um, but like, you know, to, to, to be actually be not entangled in the affairs of the world, to be able to be in this world. I mean, we all are going to be, we're all here. You know, we all have jobs. We all have to, you know, live according to the standards of this world. But to not be mixed in with getting so entrenched in the, another war word, entrenched, yeah. <laughs> entrenched in the affairs of this life to where you can be in the world but not of the world. To be in the world and not so bogged down by the the demand of the world that um, you're able to focus wholly, your heart wholly on the warfare um, of being a soldier enlisted by Christ. You know, that's just, what does that look like? I don't know. This is, uh, it's a challenge because as soon as we hear this, you're going to endure hardship, we go like, oh, wow. <laughs> like, we just can't get past that part of it. Like, it is going to be difficult. And it that's why... We're called disciples because there's a discipline to following Christ and to pleasing him. Still to come on the altar life. Fireflight. Sanctus Real. This beautiful republic. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. You're unbelievable. The Altar Life. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All right, that was Casualties, Addison Roden. It is time for Unbelievable. Jeff, I have a number for you. The number is the number nine. Love potion number nine? No. Okay. No. Why is when you your sleep on your alarm clock, you know, your snooze button, set to be nine minutes? What's the, what's the importance of it being nine minutes? Why not ten? Why not five? Some round, know. nice number. It, it's it's perplexing. I don't get it. Brent and I were talking about this, and we're like, wait a minute. Yours is nine, two? I thought it was just my dysfunctional clock. It's weird. And who decided that was the standard? You know, like, everyone's like, oh, you know, snoozes are always nine minutes. Duh. Like, (laughs) (laughs) well, I don't understand. Like, why does the snooze button exist? It's it's actually an excuse for people to oversleep. Yeah. But it's it's enabling you to not get out of bed and make the alarm clock null and void. Ten minutes is crazy late, but nine minutes... You're, you're just barely going to get there in time. I, I think, think it's because they realize that people will take, you know, their their old, you know, broken down body, their bag of bones. It takes them about 60 seconds to get out of bed once the alarm clock. So they oh. do nine minutes so that even if it takes them like a full minute, like, uh, 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 crack the back, crack the knuckles, crack the neck. Oh, where are my slippers? Where are you know, <laughs> I just pictured like an old crotchety man. <laughs> When in reality, I'm just describing me getting up in the morning. <laughs> but like they they give you that extra minute of leeway 
or they just want to freak you out. <laughs> it's so just I, to, to have a conversation like this on the radio. I totally set my alarm clock for five fifty-one, so I can have an. I have, I count myself to have one snooze, so I can be up by six. So I set my alarm for five fifty-one with a one snooze to get me to six o'clock. Yeah. That's. I mean, it's really, stupid. I think what the snooze has become is just what you said. Like, it gets people out of their deep, deep sleep right. enough so that like they're just kind of like enjoying that cozy, you know. In, in my terms, it would be like, you know, I had five pieces of pizza, but I just want that taste. I'm not hungry. I'm full. But I just want that taste, that little bit. That's what it's like with sleep. You're like, okay, if I got up now, I would be okay after a cup of coffee and a shower. Probably. I might be a little like, groggy or whatever, but I just want that, that nice little... And then what happens? You actually feel worse I know. once you go back to sleep. And you're like, duh. Why did I do this? Maybe to that's myself? why, because ten minutes is when you could actually fall back into that REM state. Maybe. So maybe nine minutes is just barely not there. <laughs> maybe it's just some guy messed up, <laughs> and he's like, "Up, oh, whoops! I sent him out that way. <laughs> what are we gonna do?" <laughs> it becomes the standard. <laughs> and like, oh, that was not finished by Voda, and we are certainly not finished. We just started our second hour of our third episode of Second Timothy, Chapter Two. That's a lot of numbers there. Our second series in the book. Or in the Timothy books, I should say. <laughs> the the Timothy. Um, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. What? I don't know. But why don't you uh, check out our website? And you can check out our blog, which hasn't been updated for a while. But if you look and search diligently, you can find the blogs from our last Servanthood series. So it all ties together. You can kind of read up on that and enjoy that. And um, you can also send us an email with a request of a song or just tell us where you're listening from, whether it's Hope FM, KITG, Truth FM down in Tennessee. Love you guys. And WTWT, Russell PA. Or if you're listening on iTunes or online, you know, we'd love to hear about where you are. So uh, get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. There's nothing you can really do to prepare to rock. Do you prepare to eat a delicious meal? No. Are you hungry? Then you're going to eat it. And I'm hungry for rock 24-7. The Alter Life. With Brent and Jeff. Continuing on with our topic tonight no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life but that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier and also if anyone competes in athletics he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules you know there's a way to do this you know there's a way to live as a servant of christ there's a there are rules there's guidelines there's there's something that we need to follow um and we've got it right in front of us. This is the Word of God. You know, as we study through the Word of God, we understand how He wants us to live, and then the things that He's challenging us to be and to to grow into by His grace. You know, through His grace. And um, man, you can't win in sports unless you actually play by the rules. You know, and if you think about all those athletes, man, they're training and training, and you know. Um, OTAs and you know, <laughs> you know mini camps or whatever yeah. like it's just it's continual and it's a, it's not it, the off season's part of the season you know you, you continue to train and you train and you train so that you have an opportunity to win the big crown you know yeah. and that's that's the focus you know and so often my heart isn't focused on the crown it isn't focused on the victory in war it's not focused on that it's focused on Oh my goodness, it hurts to stretch this morning. You know, it's focused on, you know, I ran out of bullets. Oh my God. Like, I'm always worried about the stuff, the details of my life. And I'm not worried about and thinking about and meditating on, God, what do you have for me? What's the goal? Yeah, you know, just to kind of 
take a side tangent, which I'm known for, especially tonight. It's it's. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. People are like, the Bible's not relevant for today. I don't understand it. Well, did you just hear what Brent said? He's talking about training, and all you guys are crying about. Oh, I wonder how how good the teams are going to be because they didn't have the off season because of the strike and everything, and uh, you know, no OTAs. Just going to be, in. you know, you know exactly what he's talking about when he talks about training. You have no excuse, and I'm convicted just listening to it because I'm like, oh, this is too high for me. You know, I I don't understand. I don't comprehend it. Paul uses some pretty simplistic language a lot of time when he's trying to make an, a a point. And what's amazing is that this is some of the most like down to earth descriptions, like. Okay, there are still soldiers today, just like there were back then. There's still people competing in athletics like there were back then. And he goes on to talk about farmers. There's still farmers. You know, the Bible is relevant. Anybody who tries to say we need to make it more relevant is missing it. And that's just a little side blurb for you guys. But take it to the bank. This is this stuff's true. This stuff's for real. And listen. And um, I love all these songs tonight about conquering and yeah. breakable and just the strength we have in Christ. It's true, man. You ever meet a soldier? Those guys are tough. Tough as nails. Awesome. The hardworking farmer must be first to partake of the crops. Consider what I say and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. And, you know, that's our prayer for the show. That's our prayer for tonight was just that God would reveal this to our hearts. You know, we're warriors. We're soldiers. We're athletes. We're running the race. You know, Paul talks about running the race and, you know, not... We have the cloud of witnesses, you know, around us. And, you know, that's such an important part of our lives. You know, it is a race and it's a, it's a marathon and we're running to its end. And, you know, I was just thinking about heaven, you know, as we're thinking about this going, man, how great is it to be able to, in that day when you're, when you enter into glory and uh, Jesus is saying, well done, good and faithful soldier servant. We are talking about Second Timothy chapter two in part three of our servanthood series. Tonight's episode, we're talking about the discipline of a servant. And um, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, you just look at these. Uh, I think the things are they're self-explanatory. The little analogies that Paul lays out. You know, he's talking about the the soldier. He's not worried. Like I said earlier, he's not worried about. You know, he, he's got to go harvest his Farmville crops or whatever. You know, and you're like, come on, Jeff, Farmville's so old. Stop using that reference. But I just think it's hilarious. Uh, but maybe the hardworking farmer might be interested in his Farmville crops. He's got to get some practice when he's off and on a farming conference or something. I don't know. Um, but then, you know, think about the guy who competes in athletics. If if someone's like, okay, I'm going to just, I don't know, play in baseball. I'm just going to take the ball and, like, run. Just run away. And you're like, okay, that guy's disqualified. Get him out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there are rules, and you need to stick to them. It's the same with our lives and and with the the fight that is going on between good and evil you know the the fight where it is god wanting to bring his kingdom to fruition and the world the flesh and the devil saying we'll have none of it there is a fight going on and he's called us to to be good soldiers not to be guys that are sitting in like the the mess tent and just loading up on twinkies and and being ridiculous he wants us to be those guys that are training and that are you know, running and, and doing all the obstacle courses and getting in shape and being ready and not worrying about petty things. He wants us to be like, this is the this is the object. You think about, you know, the Navy SEALs and guys like that. And like, you don't even know who they are. And they just have like these secret operations and missions and stuff. And they're just like, boom, take them out. They do it. <laughs> you know, it's pretty crazy. Like, 
But that's the that's the words that Paul is using to describe a believer. It's pretty wild, I think. Yeah, and you think you know you would think that these people of anyone should have the ability. There should be able to just be prideful and like boast about all the amazing things they're able to accomplish for the country. You know these Navy SEALs, but yet they've taken a back seat to being popular so they can be effective. And isn't that what we're talking about tonight? We're talking about servanthood and how do you do that? You take the back seat and you get enlisted. And that's kind of what we've been saying, you know, in the context of servanthood, as we talk about preparing our hearts and preparing ourselves to be a servant, you know, how can we be an effective servant of Christ? You know, if we're not in the war, one, you know, getting engaged and not, can you imagine if Paul was like, you know, I don't really want to go to that city because, well, you know, like I've got this like tent to to make for this guy you know because he's a tent maker you know and have all these excuses about his life and miss out on something god was calling to because he was so wrapped up in the affairs of this of his life you know or if you know he was like you know i'm not really going to be that honest with this i'm going to like try to get all this money from people for the tents i'm making or whatever you know like all the i'm going to pay for my speaking services at your at your synagogue and he was so concerned about that kind of stuff that you know, he wasn't following the rules that God had laid out for his own life. And, um, man, I, I just I just think Paul would have been a different person. He wouldn't have been that servant that we admire as reading the word. The Altar Life. Music, truth, real, period. That was no turning back by this beautiful republic, you know. You don't cry out, retreat, retreat. <laughs> you say, move forward, press on, let's keep going. And uh, that's what those last two songs were about to close out the night. And what we're talking about tonight is the discipline of, of being a servant of God. And it's not like, hey, you know, drink three egg yolks and punch a bag for an hour and then I'm a good Christian. You know, there's when you think of discipline, there's a lot that it's almost like we forgo a lot of things as well. Like there's there's abstaining. There's, you know, I'm not going to put anything in my body that doesn't bring out the top peak performance. You know, when you see these guys that are like training for the Olympics and, you know, it's like they're just flawless. Like everything about them is like regimented and it's it's strict. And you're like, oh, no. What about the liberty to live in Christ? You know, what about uh, I'm saved by grace? I can. Yeah, you, that's all true. But it's not a license to do whatever we feel like. You know, you see Paul, he says, you know, lay aside every weight, you know, you can yeah you can run a race with a backpack and hiking boots but if you want to win you won't you'll do what it takes you're free to do that if you want to but is it really effective is it really the smart way to do it and and he talks about that in first corinthians 9 he says don't you know that those who run in a race all run but one receives the prize run in such a way that you may obtain it you know it's not like get a you know thanks for participating badge he's like no win the crown He's not like, it's not like, oh, I ran the half marathon when you like stopped at mile two and you got the t-shirt, you know? And he says, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Some serious words. And he's talking about how Christ gave the example. He goes on and just to kind of wrap up in second Timothy chapter two, he says, I endure all these things. And he, cause he's talking about the fact that he's in chains and the troubles that he suffered for the sake of the elect, the people that God has chosen to be saved, I want to be the one that brings them to Christ. That's pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, Paul's whole motive of his ministry was, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to lay aside whatever I need to lay aside. I'm going to become who I need to become 
so that you see Jesus, you know, and that you can see the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ. That was his whole, everything revolved around that. And, and that's ultimate servanthood where you're giving up anything and you're laying aside whatever weight there is, whatever affair of the world there is. So you're focused and locked in on one thing, the good news of Jesus Christ and sharing that with the world and serving each other. I mean, after that, there's nothing left. <laughs> that, that is our call. And um, we should live that out in our own lives. And until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ. <laughs>